I'm Becca. And I'm Katie. And welcome Welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Woo. So rolling on right along on our general topic of the game of life. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Feedback? (laughs) Question mark? Um... No, considering we just posted the episode yesterday and we're recording this on Monday. Sorry if you had serious feedback on that last episode that you wanted on this episode. I mean, it'll take us a while to edit it, so if you get it in there... (laughs) I mean, we'll see. Or it could just be on next week's. Yeah, insert new information here. You get what you get with our not-for-profit Just Us Talking (laughs) podcast. Where we literally just... (laughs) vaguely plan something and talk about it for 45 minutes i've stopped writing itineraries oh (laughs) yes so you get what you get and you don't throw a fit this is it folks here we are what you've been waiting for all week all week since yesterday so we haven't come up with a clever title for this episode yet i thought i did Oh, okay. Well, we're ending the game of life. The choices that form our life. Mm-hmm. So we're calling it the end of life. End of life planning. <laughs> end of life. So you've gone through college or career or getting married or having kids or this or that. You're, you're established somewhere. Yeah, you have, you're reaching from young adulthood into old adulthood. To just adulthood. Yeah, into just adulthood. And you got more choices to make. It's a never-ending slew of things being thrown your way. Yes. And you have to decide how to handle them. As we said last episode, you probably don't want to abandon your family, but if you're just in a shitty job, you know, you can you can abandon your shitty job, right? Right. <laughs> Especially if they're, like, berating you at, like, 11 at night. What do you say? You sound like you have a story. <laughs> I do have a story. Should we tell everyone this story? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I've been working extremely part-time at a fun little art studio where you paint pottery or you can paint a canvas or you can do all these little things. You come in and you do it. That sounds lovely. It is lovely. Even during Corona time, it's a little sketchy, but still fun, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a birthday party of 13 people that I had to teach how to do a canvas painting. Uh-huh. And in order to teach these people how to paint this canvas, I was given a piece of newsprint paper that I then clipped onto a big clipboard and drew a square on. There weren't enough canvases at this studio? Oh, we have plenty of canvases. <laughs> we even have extra canvases that need to be painted over to be recycled into other canvases. Well, that seems like that might be an indication that the boss is a penny-pinching so-and-so, but go ahead. So anyway, there I am. Um, Luckily, I thought, for me, um, (laughs) they were going to send in another uh, employee to help me while I had this party, because the studio does not close for a party, even though I have to, like, be a dedicated artist to this party. The store does not close. There are still customers out there. So I was like, okay, they're going to send another employee to handle the customers outside the room, and I'll be with the party inside the room. Oh, good. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh Two people for two jobs. Um, The employee that was working with me, lovely employee, loved her. She's so cute. She's a high high schooler, you know, doing a little part-time job. That she just started. That she had just started. (laughs) She didn't know how to do anything because she had barely been there. 
and she had only been there once or twice two weeks ago. Mm. So she, poor girl, didn't know how to do anything. Because she she still needed to be trained. Like, she still needed to be trained. And so I did my best to teach the party, help all the guests in the party room, and then I had to train her how to check out the other guests, how to clean up, how to wash all the brushes, where to put all the supplies. Anyway. Wow, training and running the store while your boss is away? That sounds like a managerial duty. (laughs) It is. I have a key. I'm a key holder. <laughs> but for $10 an hour, it sure was a heck of a job to try and complete. But I did. These people were laughing. They were talking to me. Uh-huh. We had Good conver- party. Yeah, we had conversations. They had a beautiful party. I took their pictures. We did all these things, and everybody's paintings looked great. There were a few people who wanted to restart because, you know, some people want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, but generally, everybody looked like they had a good time. Good. Fast forward a full 24 to 48 hours later, when I'm going to sleep, when I'm laying in my bed going to sleep, I get a text from my boss saying... This is last night, real time. (laughs) This is last night, 11.40 p.m. Sorry, 10.40. 10.40 p.m. I get a text going, the party says you didn't teach them step by step. They're trying to leave bad reviews. I told you specifically to do this and that and this and that and this and that. Why did you do this? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I gave them step-by-step instructions. I wasn't in the room the whole time because I was training your other employee. That you had not trained. And I was helping the other customers that she could not help because she didn't know how to. That's what I was doing running back and forth in and mm-hmm. out of that room. And also, by the way, this is a birthday party, so they brought in trays and trays and trays of food. And I was instructed that when they eat, I can leave because they're taking their masks off. Because there's a pandemic Because there's on. a pandemic. So I did leave the room for a good chunk of time because they all had dinner, which I didn't get because I was working for nine hours straight with no dedicated lunch or dinner time. That's illegal. Yeah. So, <laughs> all this to say, I told her to shove it, and I was going to give up money at my new job to help. That's paying you twice as much. Yeah, to cover the shifts that she needed me to cover. But yeah. not anymore. Not after that. You're Why did you to do, do the professional two weeks notice thing? But you can't go and be an asshole to somebody that's already quitting and expect them to take it. Yeah. So, so that's that. That's the end of that. That was a fun little dipping my toes into customer service sort of experience. And I had multiple reviews that were great from multiple customers and other customers just hated all sorts of different aspects of apparently me and the studio. So it really just depends on the person and you can't take it personally, but when the boss comes at you personally at 11 at night to berate you. After bedtime. Yeah, after bedtime to go back and forth about how you did such a bad job when you didn't. When you have a degree in art education. Yeah. (laughs) And she... Oh. Yeah. Anywho. So so, many things wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah. This is a a fun tangent for you guys. Not really super related to the topic. We can tie it back in. But we can tie it back in. So 
quit your job if you're unhappy and you're able to. As my dear friend and former co coworker told me earlier today, if you can do it, if you can tell them to shove it and just quit because they're being horrible, do it. Because there's going to be times in your life when you can't, when you have to pay rent, when you have to feed your kids, when you have to do mm -hmm. these things, and there's no way you can quit. But if you have a chance to do it, do it. And I did. I wrote her a letter and I texted her and I blocked her and that's that. <laughs> I was as professional as I could have been until she wasn't. Yes. Because how, on what planet is it okay to text your employees in the middle of the night? Ah. And it's bananas. Yeah. And not accept any responsibility for how the evening went when you weren't there. Yeah. If you want to be a control freak at your business, then maybe be at your business and not just letting employees who have only been working there since what? June? July? Yeah. July? June. A few months and then a few hours. Yeah. Suddenly be training and running a party and running the whole studio. For $10 an hour. For $10 an hour. So the moral of the story is you don't have to allow someone to verbally abuse you for $10 an hour. Generally. If you do, we are so sorry and I understand your plight. But if you're able to, yeah. be like... At least, <laughs> at least be on the hunt for something better if that mm -hmm. is your situation. Yes. Because, yeah, staying in that, I feel like, I don't know. What was I supposed to do? Go in there and have her text me more about, you need to do this, this, and this today. And I'd be like, okay, you won't like how I do things, apparently. Uh, apparently. Uh, I okay. think you did a good job. <laughs> I think I did, too. I killed myself trying to do that stuff for her. Uh -huh. don't, don't give yourself to a job. Jobs don't care. You are not people to jobs. Yeah, well, you're literally selling your time. So how much is your time worth? Mm -hmm. And get as much as you can for it because you don't get those hours back. Nope. Okay, so. on to the real <laughs> crux of our topic. Some of the things we want to cover in this episode are maybe a little bit more into marriage and family. Mm -hmm. um, maybe more into careers. More into careers as they grow, like if you choose your career path. Yeah, or and, make a career shift. Yeah. And then also diving into home ownership or retirement planning and financial, like financial planning, which yeah. goes into retirement. That whole thing. Yep. Where should we start? Career? Well, we're already talking about jobs, so... Okay. Yes. So, so let's say you're working, and I guess... I don't know. How do we, how do we come at this? Okay. You've been in your career for 15 years after getting a two-year certificate to do the job. So you've invested a lot of time in this job and you're no longer happy in your field. Do you have to stay there because you've invested that much time? No. Sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> yes. And I mean, it'll suck having to be entry level somewhere else, but it's your life. Don't just give it up staying in one place because you feel obligated mm -hmm. or limited. Mm -hmm. Unless it's a business you own, like the sell your business. Yeah, sell your business. You can you can try and change, shift directions. Yes. A lot of places just want someone either with experience or with a degree. Yeah. 
And sometimes they want you to have all the experience and the degree and you're right out of college and that's going to be a little rough. But (laughs) (laughs) but if you've worked somewhere and you have the experience, I feel like you're you're more able to go places. Mm -hmm. I'd say so. So make those career decisions. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if we should be trying to give people advice. We are both super early in our careers. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't know. Talk I feel to like an adult. <laughs> talk to an adult. Talk to an adult who's adultier than we are. Yes. Because there's you could be risky with it, and depend, dependent on your circumstances, there could be a lot of reward. Like, a lot of careers are who you know, mm-hmm. and getting in there early, and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, who can get you in. Who can get you in, and who likes you the most, and things like that. But not always. Ooh, you know what's scary that people do is start their own business. Mm-hmm. That is, that takes a lot, and you're gambling a lot. I would say generally, franchisee people, I feel like, have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Because they get to be at the top of their little food chain, but also it is all laid out there for them. <laughs> Their food chain of chain foods. Yes, their food chain of chain foods. (laughs) But it's all written there for them. Like, I'm sure it's down to very specific requirements for Mm -hmm. the building and all that sort of stuff. So they're just like, here you are. But what about the people that are like, I have a dream and I'm going to make X and the world will buy it. And then they go on Shark Tank. Oh, I love watching these people on Shark Tank. Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's Usually a big Usually seems like a bad idea. Yeah. But not always. Yeah. You gotta, I don't know, you gotta talk to the right people who can tell you if it's a bad idea or not. Yeah, you gotta get on Shark Tank. Talk to me about financial planning and responsibility. Okay. I feel like I can almost kind of talk about financial planning. I have done (laughs) a fair amount in these last five years out of college that I've been working. Mm -hmm. So it all started with my first job teaching. They immediately have people come and talk to you from the whatever company the school district is from to get you to open a um, 403B, uh-huh. which is the, the like, government workers 401k, except, of course, the government is not going to match your anything the way <laughs> most employers do a, a 401k. But uh-huh. a 403B works the same way. It's, like, tax... What's exempt? Clear? Yeah, like, tax exempt, something like that, and... So I immediately signed up for it, and they they recommend 15% of your income goes in that every month because you get paid once a month as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and later on I learned that the company isn't the best company for 403Bs. It's just they like to prey on teachers and just get in there before anyone else and ah. like make you sign up for it, and the fees and stuff are not as good as they could be. But I have my 403B, and then added to that throughout the years. And then after learning about the fees and things, I found out your Roth IRA is another thing that everyone should have. Uh Because lots of different tax benefits and 
yeah, that's that's basically at the crux of it is the tax benefits are the best compared to other retirement accounts. And these are like, these are, I guess, generally made up of stocks and bonds. I used to know, know more. I did a bunch of research whenever I opened all these accounts, uh-huh. but it's been a few years and I've just been throwing money at it and not checking it since Corona because I don't want to know. All I don't, the ups and downs. I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. It's best if you never, ever look at it until 30 years later. Yes, because over time it should be making the money. Over time, like there was a big bet between two very, very, very rich people and without a doubt, like an index fund will make more money and have a better like rate of return than trying to play the stock market. So in 30 years, you will make money. Apparently, even with recessions, because a recession only lasts for so long, but 30 years is longer than the however many year to couple of years of recession. So that's one avenue is like your retirement funds and your savings accounts. I'm bored. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about houses, right? Let's talk about that real wealth, that generational wealth that starts with land. Yes, oh, generational wealth is right. (laughs) Yeah, if you are a landowner, like that's what gets your family going. Yes. Ever since olden times, right? Land ownership paid for my college. Yeah, land ownership is the thing. And it's been the thing for like ever, and it's still going to be the thing, <laughs> especially with how crowded the world is going to get after coronavirus. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, after all that, land is going to just become more and more sparse as we keep breeding ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> so, like bunnies, buy a house. Yes. <laughs> all of that to say is a house will always be worth something. Generally, even if it's the land, the plot of land that your home is on will be worth more than the money you spent on rent. Yes. Yes. Because that goes into the pockets of your landlords. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, the other way (laughs) to generate wealth is to own a home and then rent it out. Yes. Which is also a lot of work, but anywho, these are the options available to us. After we've come out of our young adulthood and we're into adult adulthood, and you have to start thinking about your retirement accounts, your savings accounts, your long-term wealth, and your retirement, mm. which usually involves home ownership for most people. Unless you're going to live one of those nomadic lifestyles. Ooh. <laughs> Does that interest you? Is that another option? People do that. That could be exciting. Sell your home, get an RV. Yeah. People do that, or a tiny home. People mm-hmm. are really into the tiny homes. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) That is an option. I've seen the little documentaries on Netflix about tiny homes. Mm. Although I feel like people generally don't move them around much. Not like an RV. It's it's more of... It's more stationary. Like if you want to move around in a tiny space, you might as well have an RV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people do that. I'd say most people wait until retirement to just sell their house and travel the world. Well, you have to have money. <laughs> you have to save up for that for a long time. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. What happens to the people who don't save up for a long time? Um I mean, they keep living. They keep living so they keep working. Yeah, probably working to some extent unless they can get like a disability 
paycheck, but is that enough? Depends. Yeah. I think it depends on everyone's situation and where they live and yada yada. I will say, though, my grandmother, who was alive for most of my life, she worked up until she started getting very sick. Yeah. She was very elderly and yeah, still going to work. Well past retirement age, right? Yes. She was in like her 70s, 80s? Yeah. She she must have been in her 70s. Mm-hmm. And she was still working. <laughs> and who else? If you've ever seen those nice old people at Walmart. Yeah. The, the Walmart readers. They need some sort of extra income, but... Yeah. That's about as good as it's going to get for them because people will not hire people like, is it called ageism? Is that, yes, is that ageism what, is a thing. That's what we're thinking about. I don't know. There are like people that don't want to retire, so they just stay in their career until they physically can't anymore. That's true. To stay sharp. Yeah. And useful. Which I get. Like, I've heard statistics about, like, you know, keeping on working is good for your, you know, brain health and all that. But I think it's more about keeping some sort of stimulant in your life. Like, if you're doing lots of volunteer work or other activities in retirement, you're not going to. Yeah. I feel like those those people who have that in mind, like, you retire and then you immediately, like become the head of some nonprofit or something. Yeah. You spend all your time volunteering. You get elected to a board. Yeah, you get elected to a board of some sort. Yes. You spend time in the community and all that stuff. Give back. That's something you can do after you retire. You don't have to sit and watch TV all day. No. But you could. (laughs) You could. Or you Mm -hmm. could sell your house and get an RV. Sell your house, get an RV. Stay sharp. But how does it affect the rest of your life if you're married permanently, semi-permanently, more permanent than most people? <laughs> if you're staying married until one of you dies? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what that's like for people? No. <laughs> I don't really know people who do that. My grandparents were married a really long time. They were born in a time when you didn't get divorced. No. So that could that could be a fact. Everyone's like, the divorce rates are going through the roof. And it's like, it's an option. Yeah. Women have rights. now. Yeah. Women don't have to stay with their abusive husbands or whoever. And they can work now so that they can live. So, yes, the divorce rates are higher. Yeah. When given a choice, people will choose. Yeah. Don't choose to stay in your sad marriage. Mm. Sad, loveless marriage. Ugh. My grandparents had a pretty good marriage, just to clarify. Ah. Had its had its ups and downs and tense dynamics, but I don't know. Not bad. That's good. You could also, you know, be married when you're young, then be married when you're older, and then be married again when you're even older. Yeah. But it is good to have like a steady partner when you're old. Mm-hmm. Once you get to a certain point, I feel like people yeah, you need that support if you don't have a family or if your family is grown up. You're going to yeah. want someone. I mean, to if help. you're if you're getting older, like middle-aged, 60s, 70s, I think people get worried about you living alone and yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Would you get married multiple times? 
I don't know if I want to get married at any times. No. I think I would be cool with, like, a live-in partner or, like, someone who I feel very dedicated to, but I don't know if I need a marriage for that. Would you have a ceremony but no legal marriage? Maybe, yeah. Have a really cool party for our common-law marriage. Mm-hmm. That's an option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know a few people who have had, like, boyfriends and girlfriends for, like, 20 to 30 years. Yeah. And not gotten married. So that's a thing. Maybe they're on to something. Maybe they are. That's something to consider. But the tax benefits of marriage are still <laughs> very, very vague to me. But... There are benefits, though. But there are benefits. And I know... There's also tax benefits for having children. Yeah. The spousal rights you get from being a spouse could be worth all the legality of marriage. Yeah. Well, there's all the, like, end-of-life stuff. That's Mm -hmm. why gay marriage was one of the reasons it was such a big deal, because people would be, like, partnered for 50 years, and then one of them's on their deathbed, and their partner can't see them because Mm -hmm. they're not legally, you know, family or married. Yeah. So there's that. But that seems more, like, technicality, bureaucratic shit. (laughs) And I feel like this is probably something you figure out now in life as if that's a road you're gonna take but it could also depend on who you do or don't end up meeting along the way of life and yeah and you could never marry until i mean my stepmother she had never been married until her late 40s when she married my dad so i mean that can just be a thing that happens in the middle of your life and not at the young adulthood part Mm -hmm. or not at the teenage part, and yeah. then not at the young adult, 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 older adult. Yeah. Hmm. Who's to say? Same thing with family. Um, the age of mothers is going up. Yeah, has steadily rose o- over the last couple of decades, and I think we're hitting a point where uh, should have looked it up. Is it like twenty-seven? Is that the median? Mother age? I have no idea. Should we ask Google? Oh, I unplugged. I unplugged the Google. We can't ask her. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no. People are having children later, which is generally smart. Mm-hmm. Generally, you have the time to plan mm-hmm. in every sort of way for the child you are bringing into this world. Yes. This horrible, horrible world. Okay. Or you can be like me and plan to adopt so your biological clock does not have to play shit into your life plans. Yeah. So I could become a mother in my late 30s and be fine. Yeah. I always worried about, like, back when I was 10 and thought I had to be a mother. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be too old, though, because my parents are on the older side. Yeah. And not wanting to play physical games with me as much. And I was like, I don't want to be old like my parents. Yeah, same. I thought my dad couldn't play enough because he was old and his back hurt. <laughs> yeah. So. True. But I feel like that's more about, like, keeping yourself in good physical shape because... I don't know. I know people in their 60s that can run around and play better than people I know in their 30s. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. That is true. That leads us into our next point. Health. Yeah. Another choice or somewhat choice that you can make in life. Because some things in your health are out of your control. Like if you just have a random disease. 
Mm-hmm. You have a chronolo- chronological. <laughs> you have a chronic illness. Yeah. You have a genetic something or other. But your day-to-day choices, do I go to the gym today? Do I drive through McDonald's today? Do I drink any water today or just Mountain Dew? <laughs> just coffee. Just coffee all day long. And then you're like, why do I feel so antsy right now? I'm just so anxious all the time. I need another (laughs) energy drink. Oh, yeah. So health choices. That's a hard one because it starts in life being completely out of your control. You start off life being fed, being watered, and being exercised like a pet. Yeah. And you have no control over it. It's whether your parents instill that in you or not. Yes. And then at some point in time, you slowly get the freedom to decide. And it's really based on on what your parents did. Yeah, what your parents did or what you see modeled in others. But, yeah, speaking as someone who didn't run on purpose until my mid-20s, it's... It's weird to go from not, like, I don't know. It feels like not a choice until you start making the choices to do something different. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, it never seemed like an option. It was yeah. just like, what crazy people do these things? Yeah, who gets out and runs in the morning before they go to work? Turns out we do. We do that. <laughs> yeah, we want to rub it in your face as in as many episodes as yeah. possible. Again, let's just reiterate. Let's just reiterate that we do that a fair amount of the time. <laughs> But But it's hard. It is hard. And it's really hard to start. Like, it feels limiting depending on how, it's probably problematic terms, but like, depending on how out of shape you are, it's harder to start exercising. Well, yeah. If you are winded walking up the stairs, then you're winded walking up the stairs and every form of exercise is going to be harder for you than someone else. Yes. And... It's hard having to manage that and managing the pain of your body, the pain in your lungs. And you have to really want it because, I don't know, it's not something someone else can convince you to do. At least, I don't I don't think, not without being damaging. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be something that you are choosing from within. Yes, I want to go through the suffering of this thing because of the benefits to me. <laughs> and it is suffering. It is suffering. Make no doubt. But it's supposed to be a celebration of what your body can do, not a punishment of yes. of what you have been doing. It's a celebration to be able to run. It is. There's going to be a time in your life where you won't be able to run and then you won't be able to walk. Yeah, true. Use and it or lose it. it's going to be really upsetting. Have you ever thought about what it would be like if you became blind or deaf or if you lost a limb? Those might Often. not ever those might not ever happen to you, but there will come a time when you won't be able to stand or walk or run very well. Yeah. Eventually. You're gonna age and your your brain will go or your body will go or both. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Enjoy it while you can. And And while it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Cause I don't know, it hurts. <laughs> well, it hurts, but I mean like it's not going to stop hurting the older you get. Yeah. I don't know. When when I was a lot heavier, I was in a lot more just like 
day-to-day pain. Yeah. Joints or... Yeah, my feet hurt a lot or my back hurt or... And, you know, part of that is just like inactivity, like your body needs to move. And the other part is just carrying around the extra weight is hard on you. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, weight loss is tricky and relationships with eating and exercise are tricky. But it is choices you have to make. Yeah. It's tough decisions to be made about how you eat, when you eat, what mm-hmm. you eat. <laughs> and, but it's an investment in your future self. It is. Because I don't want to have a heart attack at 45. Mm-hmm. So, ah. So something you got to consider, something you got to... You can't push it off because we pushed it off, didn't even think about thinking about it for Until, years. Yeah, a couple years ago. Like... I felt very healthy being on a college campus because I had to walk pretty far every day. Yeah. But walking 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day is, you know, I was like, ooh, my calf muscles are getting big. (laughs) I mean, it's something and it's different for everyone. Like for some people, walking 30 minutes a day is a big step. So you got to you got to figure out where you're at and you got to figure out where you want to be. Yeah. And you got to force yourself, uh, force yourself to do it the hard, healthy way. Yes. Or maybe not. I, I know a few people who have just outright been like, I'm going to worry about it later. I'm going to live my best life now. And yeah, that's that's a valid option if it's your body. It's you can your do body what you want to and, it. Yeah, no one, including us, can tell you what choices to make with your body. I'm just saying, like, what has worked for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, everyone has the right to do whatever they want. And I will not step on anyone's right. <laughs> no. But you still gotta... I wouldn't ignore it. I would think about it and make a conscious decision. Yeah. As you have to do with every facet of your life all the time, no matter what, constantly. I don't know. I unconsciously make a lot of decisions. I let many things slide. No, I think about all sorts of things all the time. Oh. Decisions. Okay. We talked about health. And we talked about marriage. And we talked about careers. We didn't talk a ton about children. Oh, yeah. We talked about, I guess, like, you could have them or you can adopt them. But, but once you have them, it's hard to give them back or get rid of them. So be really sure that you want to have them. Apparently, you can give them back. If anybody, I mean, yeah. if, if anybody's been paying attention to that um, that one YouTube family who's all over oh, the news, yeah. where they like gave back one of the kids. One of the kids. I heard about. They were that. like, "This is too difficult to deal with his needs," and they just. Well, I mean, you can do that, and then people will shit-talk you on the internet. Yeah. But, yeah, if it's a choice between, like, I'm going to kill my children, (laughs) or I'm going to, you know, surrender them to somebody, then by all means, surrender them. (laughs) Don't kill anybody. But, yeah, also, don't decide to have children lightly, or don't not decide to have children and then just end up pregnant and say, yes, I'm having children, because that's not how it has to be. And maybe you're not ready. Maybe not. They call it family planning for a reason. Plan your family. Plan your family. It's within your power to do so. It is. And don't give in to the pressures that are placed 
on all of the young people of society to especially have kids, women. especially women. When you gotta have babies, yeah. where are my grandbabies? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. <laughs> you mean your grand kittens? Grand kitten. Because <laughs> I got it right here. <laughs> No, yeah, I've started with family members. If they ask me about when I'm going to have children, I'll like think, oh, well, look at these kids I am nannying. That's, that's all the, that's all the children, children I need be. right now. Or when I was teaching, I was like, well, look at these cute kids in my classroom. That's, that's filling my child quota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the stories about things to say to family members. Be like, well, I've been having a lot of unprotected sex lately, so hopefully soon. Yeah. <laughs> if they ask you when they're getting their grandbaby. Yeah. In case you haven't gotten the PSA, don't ask women when they're having children. Like, even if they're married, they could be trying really hard to have children and have just had their sixth miscarriage. So don't. Don't ask such private questions. Don't ask about it's other people's sex lives. Very personal. It's very personal. People just come up to you and rub your tummy and say stuff to you like that. And it's like, go. Yeah. So don't do it. Don't do it. Let's see. What else? Mm, I think we should talk about how repulsed Katie is by the idea of having children. Well, let's talk about how horrible it is, like, emotionally, psychologically, and physically for a woman to have a child But that is some people's, like, that is the dream. Yeah, I will never understand that innate urge to either pass on your genes or to carry a child in your womb or those sort of... Or to raise a child. I can almost understand, like, I guess being pregnant, the thought of that for, like, a split second is like... Oh, there's a baby inside you, which is a weird thing to say. It's really cool what your body can yeah, do. it's neat, but not for eight months. No. And not... Not for all the symptoms that go along with it. Yeah. And how much it wrecks your body. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I used to be certain that I wanted to pop out two to four children. And... I just have come way, way back from that for a few reasons, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I get, I get when that's someone's like dream and aspiration. Like I get that. I've been there. I, I feel so bad watching these videos of people who try for years and years and years to get pregnant and they've done all these fertility treatments and this and that. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, why does it have to be biologically your child that you carry? Like, that's a choice that you made that is very restricting on your happiness if you're not biologically able to have children. Yeah, I don't understand why more people don't adopt, especially, like, I hear about celebrities going through all these fertility treatments, and I'm like, you have the means (laughs) to make a child's life great, Mm -hmm. but you have to have one that, like, came out of your ute. (laughs) You are so special, and your DNA is so fabulous. Yeah. I don't know. That's a choice you make. It's a very personal choice, but and I'm sure people that are going through those treatments have considered options like adoption. But I hope you're considering options like adoption Mm -hmm. before you, you know, break the bank trying again to get pregnant. There's just there's something we don't understand. There's some deep urge inside you, some psychological or 
hormonal to propagate urge. my genes. Yeah, propagate your genes. Yeah. Feel you feel like you will not ever have that like truly this is my child feeling unless yeah. it like came out of you. But I'm just like if you can feel love for another person, then you can feel love for another person. Yeah. Oh, and <sighs> rant. And rant. All of these decisions to be made. And now we're getting to the big chunk of your life where any of these could be made at any point in time in your life. There's not a I mean, ton of limits. There's a set amount of time you can pop out your own babies. Yes. But other but, than that, like, yeah, you could buy a house when you're 25 or you could save up and that could be your retirement villa in some fancy country huh. far away from America. Italy. Italy. <laughs> oh. Well, I think we're done with this general topic. Yes, I think we've we've played the game of life. And we've made it to the end. Did and we get to the whatever The mansions? retirement. <laughs> yeah, the mansions, the retirement homes, and now we got to cash in all, liquidate all our assets, all yeah. our assets and all our children and see how see much. See who won life by who made the most money. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to see. I guess. How would you, let's wrap it up by saying like, how would you dictate successful choices in life? Happiness? I would say, security. Yeah. I would say definitely like happiness and connections over money, but you also need to have enough money. Yeah, there's there's some sort of like oh. hierarchical system of you need to have food and shelter. Oh and yeah, it's Maslow's you, hierarchy of um, needs. Yeah, the <laughs> needs thing. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, food, shelter, protection, social, yeah, whatever, community. And at the top is your self-actualization. So have you self-actualized? Break that down for me. I hear that word and I have a vague understanding, but to to realize I think it's like your living your greatest potential. Yeah, living your best life. Okay. I don't know, feeling satisfied in all areas of life, I guess, and with enough energy and resources left to pursue your passions and personal growth. That sounds good. Yeah. I'd say that's a good... Are we actualized? Yeah. So whenever you make these decisions throughout your life, your end goal is to be happy for yourself, Mm -hmm. do what you want to do, really consider what it is you want out of life. You lay the tarot cards out on the table and then then whenever you get these cards, you got to be like... I think this means this. And deep down, you know. You know. That's what you want because that's how you uh, read the very, very vague card <laughs> as somehow being your fortune. Okay. 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 It's getting late. We're, I'm babbling. Yeah, we get silly at 9 p.m. <laughs> it's 9.01. We're going off the air. Thanks for joining us for Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Okay, bye. Bye.
Is it me you're looking for? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Is that so long with you again? Hello, it's me.